Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Revelation 11, the two witnesses. Then there was given me a measuring rod like a staff, and someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the nations, and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire flows out of their mouths and devours their enemies. So if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this way. These have the power to shut up the the sky so that rain will not fall during the days of their prophesying, and they have power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the abyss will make war with them and overcome them and kill them, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which mystically is called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified." Those from the peoples and tribes and tongues and nations will look at their dead bodies for three and a half days and will not permit their dead bodies to be laid in a tomb. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and celebrate, and they will send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God came into them and they stood on their feet and great fear fell upon those who were watching them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. Then they went up into heaven in the cloud, and their enemies watched them. And in that hour, there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, 
The third woe is coming quickly. The seventh trumpet, Christ's reign foreseen. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God the Almighty, who are and who were, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. And the nations were enraged, and your wrath came. And the time came for the dead to be judged, and the time to reward your bondservants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, the small and the great, and to destroy those who destroy the earth. And the temple of God, which is in heaven, was opened. And the ark of his covenant appeared in his temple, and there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and an earthquake and a great hailstorm. In today's portion, as we're reading from Revelation 11, there's a lot of things in here that people just, they just miss because they just don't understand it. If you were to go back and look at the timeline and see what has happened building up to this point, it brings some clarity, but it's not just what has happened within Revelation. It's trying to tie back to the prophecies about this time as well. Like for example, the staff that is given like a measuring rod reflects back to the two nations that will be brought together, the two sticks in Ezekiel's hand that are formed back into one, to be one kingdom under God, where David, which is Jesus, rules over the entire kingdom of God for eternity. Now, in this version, the NASB, you can see that it says to measure the temple, and most people say, okay, so we're measuring the walls we're measuring the depths and the heights and the width and and that's true but then there's that one phrase and those who worship in it and so you're supposed to also take a census of the people who are inside the temple at this moment but you're supposed to the directions were given to leave out the court which is outside and do not measure it well in um the translations, earlier translations, it's also talking about for the people out there have been given to the nations, not the outside court. But for those who are inside the temple, it's reflective of the remnant. It's reflective of those people who were in the stump that when God uh, directed them to cut down the tree of Babylon, which is the modern day Christian church, that the modern day Christian church that follows the doctrine of man, then you can see that those who are closest to the root remain in the stump. And those are the ones that are inside the temple. So he's saying to count those who are not following the doctrine of man, and then don't count those who are saying they're Jews or Christians, but that are following the doctrine of man. Leave them out because they've been handed over to the nations. And they, not the nations, but those people, are going to destroy everything that God created for his holy city. So the church itself is going to crumble. The church, not building, but what the world sees as the Judeo-Christian church who are following the doctrine of man are basically going to implode upon themselves and be destroyed. 
but those that were closest to the root, the stump, those that were inside the temple, are still actively following the doctrine of God. And then you have the two witnesses. And those two witnesses, many different times people have looked at different uh, people to possibly be those witnesses, but really what it is is these two witnesses, it doesn't matter who they are, but they're prophets who are standing at the door and they are prophesying and preaching and teaching all these things that are about relevant to um, God's doctrine and the time. And then you have uh, the beast who is led up from the pit, from the abyss, being Satan himself, who raises or takes his army and totally overtakes those two witnesses and kills them and throws them out into the streets. And then three and a half days later, they rise up. And then chaos ensues. Because now there's this miracle that is seen and it's directly against, directly against this kingdom that has been ruling the world that associated with the fourth horseman, death and Sheol. Because the world has been following the doctrines of man, which have been perverted and skewed by Satan and his minions. So Judeo-Christianity has been perverted and twisted to not be what God ordained it to be, but to be worshiping and following Satan. That's where we are today. That is exactly what is happening today. The church is teaching not to be obedient to God's laws, and God's word plainly says, even out of Jesus' mouth, you should keep God's commandments, his statutes, his ordinances, his testimonies. If you want to have success in your life, that is what you do. It also says to pursue God. Another great one here is it says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Bible is clear in stating that Jesus ascends to heaven, sits at the right hand of the Father, and will not return until his day to return. So I've heard so many Christians who've been taught this in church that Jesus is sitting right next to them. They walk with Jesus every day. And that's not even an accurate statement, but that's a little bit of the twisting and and the twisting and the perverting what the word actually says. They're not walking with Jesus. They could be walking under the authority given to them by what Jesus did, but they're walking with Holy Spirit. That's who is sent as the helper. So even those small little things being skewed and twisted and changed could completely change someone's perspective to have them standing outside of the temple doors in the outer courts, not to be counted. So our big warning, our big sign that we see here is God's been clear. Do not follow the doctrine of man. Do not put your faith, your trust in man. Do not pursue man's justifications, man's agenda, but pursue God's, period. Father, thank you that you've given us more direction in how to truly be a follower of Christ. And that is to pursue you, pursue your good freedom-giving law, 
to pursue your righteousness, your kingdom, so that you, as as the best you possibly can, you're the one who provides and protects. You're the one who is the only principality over our lives. You are our Lord, our King. And it's under the authority given to us through Jesus Christ that we walk as warriors in this time of spiritual warfare, that we take back the ground that the enemy has been given and that the enemy tries to continue to take. I pray that you continue to give us direction and courage and knowledge so that we can do this your way and not our own. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.